Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. You've reached the Locked On NFL podcast. In fact, this is the 200th NFL, Locked On NFL podcast. That's unbelievable to me. This is the 200th time you and I have talked at the bar chatting football in not that short amount of time. Um, we've, we've got through a lot of stuff. We got the draft right around the corner. So happy 200 epi- episode to me, 200th birthday, we'll call it, to me, the Locked On Network, and to all of you who have made it possible. It has been a blast. Speaking of a blast, we, I did a mock, if you haven't checked it out, it got really, really good reviews from you guys, that on Monday... I went through the top 10 teams in the draft as if I were the GM. No trades allowed, but, you know, mentioned that, you know, I'm the Niners, I'd love to get out of this spot, you know, things like that. My thought process for each team, and I would make a selection as if I'm the GM. I'm not predicting what will happen. I'm not predicting, you know, this isn't unrealistic. I mean, no no quarterbacks went in the top 10 because if I were the GM of those 10 teams, I'd like somebody better. And so to scan through those real quick. Oh, by the way, our 200th episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. I'll tell you more about them later. They've been with us pretty much every step of the way. Good friends of the show. Um, so I'm going to go through picks 11 through 20 today. As if I were the GM of the Saints, Browns, Cardinals, you know, and we'll go all the way through every list with my thought process for each. But first, these are the dudes off the board. Browns took Miles Garrett. The Niners took Solomon Thomas. If you want details on why, go back to Monday. The Bears took Jamal Adams. The Jags took Leonard Fournette. By the way, I've watched, watched a little more tape of him since we talked a couple days ago. I like him more and more. I mean, I think he might be whew, a total superstar. I, I really think Fournette's a special, special player. Uh, I was doing an interview with, I think it's NOLA.com, um, about Adams and Fournette. They were asking my opinion, so I just brushed up and watched a little more of him his, his, uh, from two years ago. Man, he's something. Uh, I like him more and more than I'm higher on him now than I was any time we've talked about him. Just to say that. Anyways, Garrett to the Browns, Thomas to the Niners, Adams to the Bears, Fournette to the Jags, Lattimore to the Titans, who have another pick coming. The Jets take O.J. Howard. Chargers take Malik Hooker. Just wrote an article on Malik Hooker on FanRag.com. Please check that out. It's a comparison. To Ed Reed. And I hate those kind of comparisons. You know, oh, Leonard Fournette reminds me of Jim Brown. I mean, let's let's ease it back. You know, we're talking about all-time greats. But stylistically and what he does, he has some Earl Thomas, Ed Reed, center fielding type range. Uh, so I had him going seventh to the Chargers. Had Jonathan Allen going eight to the Panthers, who I think would love to get Fournette. 
Uh, again, we talked about that on Monday. Go back and check it out if you need to. The Bengals take Reuben Foster at 9. And the Bills take Corey Davis at 10. And I wish I could credit somebody. This is a little tangent. And I forget who said it that I heard in the last day or two. And I kind of agree with them that the I'm not sure there's a number one wide receiver in this draft. If there is, it's Davis. But he's not without his questions. I don't think Mike Williams is the number one. I mean, uh, I, there's no, there's a plethora of number twos and number threes that I think are going to litter the second and third round, later second, all through the third round. But I'm not sure that we'll look back in this draft six years from now and say, man, there was a number one dude in that draft. That might not happen. So I told you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games or any games, you know, hockey playoffs. Penn's just lost last night, but they're looking all right. 3-1 up on Columbus. Um, there's no reason to panic for my pens, but uh, I might use SeatGeek to get into uh, get into the igloo for one of these games during the playoffs for sure. But so there's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I do have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or when. Thursday night when Penn's host Columbus. Just a few taps. I can instantly find seats for any game this season. So with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. And best of all, all my listeners on the 200 show get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So this is what you do to get that 20 bucks: Download the SeatGeek app. Boom, nothing to it. Go to the settings tab and click, and click add a promo code. Enter the promo code LONFL, as in Locked On NFL. I think you figured that out. SeatGeek will then send you 20 bucks after you made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LONFL today. So there you have it. Got the housekeeping out of the out of the works here. Went over the top 10 that are off the board. That leaves the Saints at 11. Saints are interesting to me. They they also have the 32nd pick, which is how we'll finish this thing. Not today, but the next time we get together. Um, and I think the Saints would entertain in one of their, maybe their first three picks. You know, that early to mid-second rounder, this 11th overall, this 32nd pick. I think they could entertain a quarterback, but eh, I, think this, I think the Peyton Breeze regime is more in win-now mode. But more likely... I think the Saints could entertain one offensive skill position. Tight end, wide receiver that can really run. I know Ted Ginn's there. Or an Ed, or not Ed McCaffrey, that's awesome, yeah, his dad. Ed's son, Christian McCaffrey. Um, somebody like that, maybe even a Dalvin Cook. And so I think that the Saints might shock people, you know, at 11 and take McCaffrey or something like that. And everyone will be like, what are they doing? Their defense is terrible. So I think that is on their minds, and 
as a GM of the Saints, it would be on my mind. I mean, I'm not, again, this is how I would do things if I'm in charge of the team. And I I wouldn't have any problems. And if I was in charge of the team, I might grab some athletic chess piece to add to the offense that has receiving skills. I mean, I'm not going to get a big bruising running back. Obviously not a blocking tight end type guy. The line, I think, is in place. But mostly, you know, and I only say this because I think the majority of the draft for the Saints is defense. And with the guys off the board who are gone, I was thinking McCaffrey. I'm thinking Reddick. I really like Reddick, too. I mean, he would bring a very um, different feel to their linebackers. I mean, actually have a linebacker that can really run. I mean, a really explosive dude. So I was torn between Reddick and the player I took, which is Derek Barnett. Productive. He would be the second true edge rusher, with all respect to Jonathan Allen, off the board here in this draft at 11 overall. And then you look at the Saints defensive line, and I'm a big Rankins fan. I don't know if I've told you that before. Uh, I'm a big believer in Rankins. I think he could have a very big sophomore year if he's healthy, if he can, you know, a full season. Put him next to Fairley with Cameron Jordan, who's a great player, and Derek Barnett as a four-man defensive line in basically any situation. That ain't so bad. You know, I mean, I think you got your pass rush. You know, Barnett and Jordan off the edge, and Jordan can bump inside, and there's some flexibility there. Uh, that foursome is a talented unit, and all of a sudden you might look at the Saints and be like, whoa, you know, they can get off the ball in shootout situations at home where teams are throwing like crazy to keep up with Breeze in the dome. Um, so I like this pick a lot. I don't love Barnett, but, I mean, I respect him. I think he's a top 12, 15 pick all day long. Um, I think he could come in and help quickly as well, which is huge for this team too. I think this team's a little more win now than maybe many of us think. All right, so the Saints go with... Uh, Barnett. Okay, I like that. My allergies are driving me crazy. I had to hit pause to go blow my nose. So that leaves a very interesting pick on the board here. We got the Brownies at 12. Okay, the Browns at 12. And there's been a lot of talk the last couple days. And I urge you not to listen to any news between now and the draft because it's all nonsense. But anyway, um, I do think the Browns are in a superb position to leave this draft with Miles Garrett and a fran- who they think is a franchise quarterback. Trubisky's the name everybody's mentioned. He's on the board in this draft. Um, I still think they should beat down the door for Garoppolo. They got a million second-round picks these next couple of years. So, you know, there's even been speculation that the Browns could end up picking one and two, you know, and if you listen to Monday's show, I think the Niners should strongly consider going back to 12. You know, I mean, think about the Niners could grab here at 12. I mean, grab, you know, lots of great players still on the board, obviously. But that's not what we're doing here. There's no trades. I can't trade with myself. So I am the GM. I'm the Browns at 12. I have my choice of quarterbacks. Um, and I'm considering one. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's my favorite. I'm sure Browns fans are going, ah, oh, you should have taken Trubisky. We got the gift of a century. We got the two guys that we like the most in this draft. I'm just not that big on Trubisky. I'm sorry. He worries me. He's my third-ranked quarterback in this draft. And, you know, another note I haven't mentioned about Trubisky is he's a one-year starter, yes, 
But you know what? I mean, that the second half or the last four or five games of that year that he started, he wasn't very good. Why does anybody talk about that? I mean, he had like a good six-game run to start the season, and then he was just okay. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I see the allure, but by no means is this guy a top ten pick, in my opinion. Uh, I think he's going to disappoint if he has end up being the second pick of the draft or however that goes down. But man, uh, I think Mahomes is a potential stud, and you guys know me that when I analyze quarterbacks more so than any other position. I'm a gambler. I'm a roll the dice type of dude. I want to hit big. I don't want to end up with Andy Dalton. I'll respect the Dalton. You can win games with him. I'm not a hater. So chill Bengals fans. I could use Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins or whoever at that same situation. Matt Schaub in his day. So in this situation, I'm the GM of the Browns. I get the best player in the draft and my number one quarterback in Mahomes, who Start Kessler for the year. You're not winning the Super Bowl this year. I mean, totally don't rush Mahomes into the situation. But I think he's the guy to get this year. And there is a lot of buzz about him, which I think is very deserved. The Cardinals at 13. If I was the Cardinals, I would have taken Mahomes. So I'm not happy that he just fell off the board. I can't go any of the other quarterbacks here. Um... So I kind of just took best available, and we've talked about this a lot. I mean, Arizona's got a lot of needs. What don't they need on offense besides a running back? They need everything. They need everything on offense. Defense isn't a ton better. I mean, their defensive line is thin and worrisome. Um, I don't like, you know, the inside linebacker situation all that much. I think they could really use a corner Opposite Patrick Peterson. I, I thought about Conley here. Um, would this be a spot that the first offensive lineman falls off the board? Do you grab Mike Williams and let him learn from Larry for a year? I went with Reddick. You know, uh, get real. They have a, you know, if you add Reddick to the mix with guys like Tyron Matthew, you have some real movable chess piece, active, exciting guys. You know, it would be a superb blitzer. They like to blitz a lot. You could line them up over the edge. Super athletic. Um, So that's what I did. I went Reddick at 13 to the Cardinals. So on today, Barnett, Mahomes, and Reddick are all off the board. Brings us to the Eagles, who McCaffrey's tempting. McCaffrey is really tempting for the Eagles to complete the offense, make my man Carson Wentz's life a lot easier. I really, really, really considered it here. And I know the biggest need on the team is corner. And I went with Gary and Conley. A little bit out of my my usual move here. And I was a little bit I took the conservative approach and took the, the, the top corner available. Guy I like a lot. Fits the system, size. I mean, there's talk that he may even be a better prospect than, you know, his, his buddy Latimer. I don't know about that, but you know, at 14 to get a quality potential number one, very strong number two type corner. I like it. Although I'd also mentioned, you know, you could take the Eagles approach of grab McCaffrey. It's somewhat of a luxury, but man, he would be great on that offense. And then the second, third round go corner, corner. You know, there's good corners all the way through this draft. So I think that was my, my other thought there, but I took the kind of easy way out and went for Conley uh, to the Eagles at 14, which, yeah, going an awful lot for that defense. 
All right, so Conley just falls to Philadelphia at 14. That gives us the Colts, another team that needs everything. Um, I ran to the podium here if I'm Indy, and I took McCaffrey. You know, in a dome with Luck being able to manipulate him and detach him and move things audible at the line of scrimmage and give him a guy like McCaffrey to move all over the place. For him to learn for a season behind Gore what it's like to be a professional running back, I think that fit is just too enticing. I know the Colts need a lot of things, but I can only draft one guy. I mean, you know, I crushed the Colts. Um, It would have been a difficult decision if McCaffrey and Conley were on the board here at the same time. You know, kind of like the Eagles. I mean, like, if I'm the Colts, I would have just been like, I'll take the other one, you know. But McCaffrey's really enticing. Um, I think that's a great pick for the Colts. You know, in a dome, I think he could really excel, you know. And he doesn't have to be the goal line guy, the grinder. Gore can do that, at least for now. Brings us to the Ravens at 16. They could go a lot of different directions, too. Um... If I liked Mike Williams better, if I liked Mike Williams as much as others seem to, maybe I would do that here and make him their top receiver. Maybe. Um, I didn't. Again, I took a little more conservative approach. I went with Garrett Bowles. Um, I think he's kind of a plug-and-play offensive lineman, and I think they need it. You know, they put him on the right side there with Yonda. Um, Not a real exciting pick. But if you need offensive line help and you go back-to-back years of first-round pick offensive lineman, uh, it's going to cost you. You know, I mean, you use a mid-first-round pick on what you hope to be a long-term starter uh, in the nature of this draft and what the college people are putting out at the NFL level. I think that's a, a move you have to make to get that done. So not a sexy pick, but a solid Ozzie Newsome, you know, double right up the middle, you know, double off a wall. I was I didn't know what to do with Washington then at 17. So we're gonna scan through this super quick. Gone are Garrett, Thomas, Adams, Fournette, Lattimore, Howard, Hooker, Allen, Foster, Davis, Barnett, Mahomes, Reddick, Conley, McCaffrey, and now Bowles. Brings us to the skins. And I would love to have a big badass defensive tackle. You know, like Sheldon Rankins, like I mentioned, or even more nose tackle type, you know, one of those kind of guys. Or if Reddick or was still there, I would jump all over that. <sighs> I went with Tredavious White. Again, corners are gold. Play a lot of snaps opposite Norman. Think he's a really good player that's a tough guy to find. Holes in his game. Not a real sexy pick. Again, this is a double off the wall, but I think the way the Redskins offseason's going... You'll take a double all day from where they're at. Um, could you have thought quarterback there? Yeah. I mean, it crossed my mind. Um, could you have thought Dalvin Cook there? Crossed my mind. Um, I hate to comment on these things, but I don't love what you're hearing off the field with him. Not sure that's the situation to throw him into. So, again, I took the double off the wall with, with Tredavis White to the, to the Redskins. You can never have too many corners. Makes everyone, you know, Breland becomes your three, and all of a sudden you got three quality corners. It's a nice situation to have. Blitz a little more. Tennessee at 18. This is obviously their second pick. They ended up with Latimer at number five. And I've mentioned how I don't love them all that much, but I don't think the Titans can escape the first round ignoring wide receiver. So I gave them Mike Williams. 
Most of you and many analysts will probably think, wow, that's great value to get Mike Williams at 18. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe it is. Um, to me, it's a little bit of a reach, but, you know, and you need speed at that receiver position. That's not exactly something he brings. I considered Najuku, and I always say his name so wrong, and I say it all the time, and I know exactly how it is, and I, this comes out of my mouth wrong. Um, to give them another weapon and, you know, alleviate that receiver need a little bit. But I just thought with those two first-round picks, your secondary is now in really good shape. you got to add a pass catcher, and you really just got to add a receiver. So in a way, I pigeonholed myself into a position to take here. Um, but I don't regret it. I mean, that's okay. This is an off-the-wall one. Don't hate me for it. I'm the Bucks at 19, and I'm the Bucks GM. I took Joe Mixon. And again... I'm sitting in my basement talking to you at the bar. I would have to sit down with him, you know, extensively. Find out the root of this kid. You know, get everyone involved in background checks and psychologists and all those things. So for the purpose of this exercise, I'm giving the human being, Joe Mixon, the benefit of the doubt. The football player, Joe Mixon, is exactly what the Bucs need, though. I mean, you add Deshaun Jackson and Joe Mixon to that passing game, and as an every-down runner, Jameis Winston should be doing cartwheels. I mean, I don't. I, again, I think he's the only one that – I think he's a possibly the best back in this draft. You know, I was just talking how I love Fournette. They're very different, but Mixon is the David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell type with just loaded with ability. Um and my thoughts on it are this, and I, and I don't mean to sound coarse, is what's really the difference of drafting him in the second round or the first round? He's either on your board or not. And what he did was awful. It was abhorrent. But my job is to win football games, and if I'm comfortable with the player, I'm taking him. You know, And again, I, I've done all my homework, and I'm coming back okay i'm giving him the thumbs up so i made the pick um i think he will be a second rounder when it's all said and done i think he'll be an exceptional nfl running back um but you know this is fantasy land and i'm giving the dude the benefit of the doubt that i trust him and i think that he's turned the page and you know um but he's what the bucks need as a player there's no question about that Denver at 20 is going to finish up our exercise for the day on our 200th episode. Um, I think he's got to go a line, right? I mean, well, no, I was actually torn here. I went with Ramchek just because tackles don't grow on trees, man. You got to get a tackle. Their tackles are scary. I think he could help them. I think he fits the scheme. I think he moves well enough. I think that if you gave... Denver's front office right now, the option of would you, before the draft ever starts, if I could give you Ryan Ramchak for your 20th overall pick in the first round, would you take it? I think John Elway would say yes, boom, bang, done. You know, the, and hopefully this dude starts for eight years, 10 years, either side, and fits the scheme, very much in need. But my reluctancy was, I really like Najoku, and their tight ends are bad. Imagine Najoku in that passing game. I mean, I love that fit for them. I, I really like Najoku a lot, and I think he could be a stud. Um, so that was tough, but sort of like I did with a couple of these other picks, Conley, Bowles, 
Tredavis White. I took the double off the wall, you know, and no shame in that at all. No shame in that at all. They have a quality offensive tackle position that's really, really hard to find. So, happy 200th birthday to all of us, to the network, um, over and out. I may do finish this tomorrow or Friday, I'm not sure, but our next show won't be a Twitter Thursday. Our next show will be um, picks 20 through 32 in the first round. Uh, keep writing me on these. Uh, all the responses I've gotten from you guys from Monday show uh, were very, very positive. So I thank you for that. I thank you for your time. Um, but we'll keep it up. You know, let's let's do all 32 if I were the GM. All right. Thanks. Over and out. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.